Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks Thanks be to to God, who gives gives us victory, the victory, the victory, through our Lord Jesus Christ. And welcome back to the Living Victory Podcast. My name is Christian Conway, as always, joined by my two main men, Max Keen and Jonathan Krauss. I'm just realizing now that doing the exact same tempo and the exact same volume and the exact same everything, people probably just think I'm a robot because I start the podcast the exact same way. There's no personality or anything in it every time I do it. So maybe next week I should spice it up. I've been wondering if you've been a, if you're a robot for like years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've never done this before at the start of a podcast though. So did you change your batteries today or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot to get the software update. So I'm a little off. Oh yeah. Felt that man. Haven't got the one on the new one for the iPhone yet, so everything's starting to bug out. I get it. <laughs> yeah, you better watch what I say on this podcast. Max's gonna have to do some heavy editing on this one. <laughs> well, he's not gonna be able to change the electronic part of your voice. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> that didn't sound electronic at all. <laughs> Maybe I'm such a convincing robot that my robot impersonation is terrible. What would a robot impersonating a robot be like? I'm assuming it wouldn't be like a robot. They'd have to change somehow, right? <laughs> I don't know. They wouldn't just talk. How's the circular logic going out there, folks? No, it's like, hey, are you a robot? Here, here's my robot inter- impersonation. Hi, I'm a robot. You'd be like, oh, yeah, you're definitely not a robot because if that's what you think a robot sounds like. Okay. So if I was a robot trying to convince you that I'm not a robot, then my Christian. robot impersonation would be terrible. <laughs> just give your, give your American accent and see if anything changes. Am I not already talking in an American accent? I'm just asking you to do that just um, to know what it would be like for a robot to. This is my American accent. Okay. There you go. Novel, isn't it? <laughs> I have no idea what's going on right now. Dang, yeah, we just wasted the first two minutes of this podcast. All right. How are you? How are you? How are you guys this week? Um, good and really busy and really long, and I'm tired. <laughs> but the good uh, news is. Spring break is next week. I leave tomorrow morning. Nice. Where are you so, going? Home? Um, no, actually. Um, I'm surprised I didn't tell you this already, but I'm going to Michigan. So Michigan? Go blue. You yeah. going for spring practice? What? You going for spring practice? Oh, well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, just going with some friends. Um, the person whose house I'm going to, though, her family is Michigan State fans, so... Ooh, why to, are you... You gotta have better discernment in friends, Max. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, like today, in today's episode, we're talking about forgiveness, but there are some things that you can't <laughs> forgive. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, cheering for Michigan State or Ohio State. <laughs> I agree in the Ohio State one. I could care less about <laughs> Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan State's just not good, so nobody cares about Michigan State. <laughs> Ouch, that hurts. That's exciting, though, Max. Spring break is always awesome, but it always ends so fast. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We'll see how this so. one goes. <laughs> Jonathan's on an indefinite spring break for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, this was, was working full-time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Max, what, is there a reason that you're going to Michigan, or is it just like, just happened that way? Just friends. Okay. We're like so it's not like a, we're going to Michigan to do this. Like, it's no. just a, oh, okay. I literally have no idea of anything that we're doing other than going to church <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> hey there's plenty of stuff to do in michigan max so i'm sure you guys are gonna have a good time mm-hmm. 
there's not, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Okay. okay. To be fair. Yeah. It's probably like 30 degrees in Michigan right now. <laughs> so you're not going to the lake. Like, I don't really know what you're doing in the summer. There's plenty of stuff to do. Snowball fights and whatever. I don't know. <laughs> is it like, That's true. I feel like this is that worst time of year though, where there's probably snow, but probably like not a lot of snow. It's probably I think you're getting snow this weekend. There's a lot oh, nice. of like flights and stuff that are being canceled because of that. Mm, did your flight to Michigan get canceled? No, I would never go to Michigan. I would never go to. <laughs> no, that's not true. I'd go. Says the guy who lives in Maryland. For the right reasons, I'd go. <laughs> or somebody pay me. Obviously, that too. <laughs> Are there any places you wouldn't go if somebody paid you? Uh, probably Nebraska. Like, what's in Nebraska? Cool. If you just say like, "Hey, I've been to Nebraska." No one thinks that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Nebraska, and literally not once in my life have I ever said that. So the only thing I would leave Nebraska with is maybe some like corn husks stuck to my shoes. Yeah. That's literally it. And reasons not to go back to Nebraska. <laughs> if, if you're from Nebraska and you're listening to this podcast, I sincerely apologize. I, really I was going to say we just alienated our entire Nebraska audience, yeah. and then we still probably have some small audience in Columbus, Ohio, that we also alienated at the beginning of this podcast. So <laughs> we're gonna have no listeners by the end of this yes. this episode. Yeah, but I, I just to make one last comment, you know how people try to like omit Wyoming as a state, like they try to say it doesn't yeah. exist or yeah. whatever. I don't know why they just wouldn't have done that with Nebraska because Wyoming is at least like pretty. Why, are you, why is Nebraska <laughs> catching strays? What did Nebraska do? I, I don't know. I just like roasting Nebraska. Actually, maybe you roast Nebraska so hard when Kansas is right there. That's true. Kansas is much better, but at least Kansas is. At least they know, got Kansas. The Sounds cool. Champions last year. Yeah, yeah, Nebraska won go. the national championship in football in 1997. They shared it Why with do you Michigan know that? because they shared it with Michigan. <laughs> Why did they? Okay. So back in the day, they had two polls, and each poll voted on a national champion. And so the coaches poll and the AP, AP poll voted two different national champions that year. So Nebraska won one, Michigan won the other. So they both technically won national champions. They're called co-national champions. But they also technically neither of them won. So I continue to say Nebraska is the worst. <laughs> okay, but Nebraska also was like legendary in the late eighties, early nineties. They were like the best team in college football that those years. Okay, all right, bringing it back <laughs> in. Uh, I had a pretty good week. I tried. Uh, I was trying to restructure some stuff in my life this week, trying to reset priorities and stuff like that. Started really strong in the beginning of the week. It started to teeter as the week has gone <laughs> on. That's okay. Two steps forward, three steps back. We're still making progress. <laughs> it doesn't sound okay. <laughs> no, no. Seriously, though, it's it's. there's been a little bit of progress. And this isn't uh, when you're trying to like – it doesn't necessarily have to be bad habits. But just trying to form good habits, form new priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, don't beat yourselves up if, if – and I'm preaching to myself right now. If you do take two steps forward and one step back because um, so many – like sayings th- I'm throwing out right now. But, uh, <laughs> Rome, Rome wasn't built in a day, right? <laughs> so go make mountains on a molehills, Jonathan. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. So it takes. Sometimes when you just get into a routine of life, sometimes it takes either a change in life or it just takes micro men- micro changes in your in your routine before you get to the point where you want to be. So I'm in the process of trying to restructure some things right now, and uh, and we're making progress in some areas and failing in others, but. I'm trying to enjoy the journey because life is a blessing. So. so what you're saying is next week when we talk to the people, you're going to be a completely new man. 
I I will be three steps forward and two steps back next week. Okay. So you know, I don't proportionally think... wise, I'll be farther ahead, even though that didn't count <laughs> in the case. I don't think in Rome they put three bricks on and then took two bricks off. <laughs> That's <Hey>. why <laughs> Rome was there for a while. They could have done it if they wanted to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh probably about how much work the Pope did. <laughs> uh, Where are we even going with this? I have no idea. Somehow we're going to get yeah. to forgiveness anyway. one of these days. Forgive us for our crazy... Yeah, exactly. If you're still here, you must have forgiven us for all the antics we had in the first minutes of this podcast. I hope it was entertaining, folks. Christian? Yeah, my week's been good. I uh, preached this morning. And it was one of those sermons that I prepared for, and I was not, I don't know, I, I went up and I was not as confident as I like to be going into a sermon. Just, I had done preparation, but in the preparation, I was, I was reading the passage, and for those who want to know, Romans 3, verses 9 to 20, which is the end of Paul's first section of Romans, where he's telling everybody that they're a sinner, we're worthy of God's punishment. Immediately before, he talks about the beauty of the gospel. So it's like, no one is good. No, not one. Nobody does anything righteous. Everybody has become worthless. You know, you have the venom of asps is under your lips. And then I ended. And then next week, somebody gets to come in and preach the gospel section of Romans 3. So I was just, I was like, I don't know where to take this. I don't know where to go with this. But God was good. I preached the sermon and I was able to, you know, I was able to get the gospel across. I was able to preach the the text faithfully. And yeah, God was good in it. I had some guys who came up and encouraged me after the fact. So it's one of those things that when God leads us to places that we we need to rely on him, he proves his faithfulness. And that was that was me uh, this week when I preached. So that was awesome. I just love when I have to lean on God because then I get to I get to be reminded of how faithful he is. And that encourages me to lean on him moving forward. So I hope that if there's anybody out there who's going through a similar season where you feel like God has led you to a place where you have to be dependent on him, just let that be an encouragement to you that when you have to be dependent on God, there's no better place to be. So when I preach next month, I should just not prepare at all? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Okay. Just don't even don't even read the passage. Just go up there, read the passage when you get there, and, you know, trust that God. <laughs> there, there are preachers that do that. There are, yeah. But I think, that's a, I think that's an unwise way to steward your gifts. Well, they would probably disagree with you. <laughs> Probably, no, I, I think they would disagree think, with me, if, or think, else they think that they're doing it unwisely as well. I think they study scripture so much and have so much memorized, and then before they go and speak, they just commune with the Holy Spirit and and see where God is leading them to preach. And I think you really can get to a point where you're so in tune with what the Lord wants you to do that you can do that. But I think this is this brings it back to my favorite Ravi Zacharias quote, which I don't know if I can quote anymore, but. Uh, <laughs> That your times of study prepare you for times of of doing. What's the quote? Experience. Oh, gosh, I can't. Experience. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they've probably just been, they've spent so much time just meditating on the word that it just yeah. kind of flows out of them anyway. Yeah. But. And I'm sure that people are edified by their preaching. So. What about those times though that, you know, in life when we're supposed to be relying on God or relying on other people or whatever and, and we fail? Guys, mm. what do we do then? I think we need to ask for forgiveness. <gasps> Light bulb moment. We made it there. <laughs> it's a I whole... I can't believe there's anybody out there who listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while. We had to get to our amazing transition, as always. Yeah. But we're there. <laughs> 
So yeah, forgiveness. Today we're going to be talking about forgiveness. We're going to be talking about how to give forgiveness, how to receive forgiveness. What is forgiveness? How, what role does forgiveness play in our relationship with God? What role does forgiveness play in our relationship with each other? Um, so we're going to start by talking about that really bad thing that Jonathan did to me that um, that I need to forgive him for. Um, no, that would have been epic if there was some story that I could have told there to like illustrate the point. Say, is there like... some trauma that I caused that they don't know about? <laughs> no. So yeah, we're going to be talking about forgiveness, but I want to start by just asking you guys this question. What do you think is hardest about giving or receiving forgiveness? Mm. Well, I'll start with the asking for forgiveness part first. Because uh, you said giving or receiving yeah. before either of those can be done. You have to ask, and the the hardest part that I'm going to say about that is is the humility that it takes to ask in the first place, hmm. because for you to ask God for forgiveness on something or someone else for forgiveness on something, um, you have to come to a point where you realize that you've done something wrong, and then now you need to admit that to somebody else or to the Lord, and that does take a lot of humility. That takes you to put aside your pride. And to say that I have failed in this, whatever it might be, or I did wrong here, or I missed the mark, whatever that might be. And now I need to to make it right, or at least start the steps of making it right. And that takes a ton of humility. And it, it sounds like when I say it like this, where, oh, it's just humble yourself and, and you'll ask for forgiveness. But I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast, Max and Christian can tell you that there are times where we know we've messed up. And the last thing we want to do in a million years is go ask for forgiveness because that seems like the worst possible, not the worst possible, like the hardest thing to do because we just have to bring ourselves to such a point of humility to do that. Yeah. And I want to add to that because before you can ask for forgiveness, you have to confess your sins. Now, this is hard because confession is is that thing that you're talking about, Jonathan. It's that idea that we have to own up to what we've done. We have to recognize, not only recognize what we've done, but we have to confess that to God and confess that to the person who we've wronged. And confession is a difficult thing, but it's so powerful. First John 1 9 tells us that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And now that word confession there, the, the literal meaning of that is to say the same thing. So we're saying the same thing about our sin that God says, which if you know anything about God's opinion about sin is a scary thing because God's opinion of sin is very, very low. And God says that, you know, Romans chapter three, verses nine to 20, God tells us that none of us are righteous. God tells us that we are, we've made ourselves worthless, that we cannot do good. We cannot set our affections on God. And so when we sin, it's not a matter of, let's say that I uh, said something hurtful to Jonathan. It's not a matter of me going to him and saying, Hey man, uh, you know, that was a, that was a mistake. It was a lapse in judgment. Sorry about that. No, it's, it's going to Jonathan saying, hey, man, I, I was not gracious with my words. I wasn't loving as God calls me to be. And I'm sorry about that. I asked Lord or sorry, I asked Jonathan, would you please forgive me for that? Would you please forgive me for the fact that I, I was unloving and un, unrespectful, unkind with my words? Because that's what God says. God tells us to to be patient and kind and loving. And if if I say something that's hurtful to somebody, I'm not doing those things. And so I don't want to just go and, and give it the, the old American, hey man, sorry about that. But I want, to, I want to be very specific about the sins that I committed and I want to be very specific about what I'm asking for forgiveness for. Yeah, going back to the question, I think one of the hardest things, at least for me, this may be different for you guys, but um, you're scared with how the relationship could change hmm. um, between 
you and whoever you're talking to. Um, generally, when you forgive someone or when you ask for forgiveness and they forgive you, like, it strengthens it. But there's also the fear that, like, okay, how how will this change our relationship now? Um, and so that's something that's always tough with me. And wondering, like, how... How vulnerable do I be? How much do I really share with them? Um, like trying to figure out how to best communicate that while showing like, hey, I care about you and I like I have wronged you. So I know that I need to share that with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's something that we have to. It's, it's something that we have to take ownership of in our own lives. Right? We have to take ownership of that forgiveness and asking for that forgiveness. And like you said, we sometimes do it with risks. Because when I was learning about forgiveness, you know, young in the church, I kind of expected that every time I'd have to ask for forgiveness, it was something that the other person already knew about. But what I've found is that sometimes when you're asking for forgiveness, you are telling the person about a sin that they didn't know you'd committed. Or you're telling the person about something that some interaction that you guys had that they didn't think was sin but you have been convicted in your heart that it was sin. So I've, I've done that before where I was talking to a friend and I made a, a coarse joke or a, a, a joke at their expense. And I went away and I was like, man, I probably I probably shouldn't have made that joke. So I go back and I say, hey, I'm sorry about that. I, I, I was disrespectful with my words. I was unkind and unloving. I should not have done that. Please forgive me. And in their mind, it's, man, I didn't really think that that was, I didn't think it was all that bad. You know, it was just a joke. We were saying it playfully, but I had to ask for forgiveness, not because that person thinks that what I did was a sin because they may, they may not, but that's irrelevant. I had to ask for forgiveness because I know based on what I've read in scripture that the way that I used my words was a sin. So it's, it's regardless of what they think, if they think that it was okay, or if they think that it wasn't okay. If I look at scripture and see something that I did was, was sinful towards somebody else or toward God, then I have to go ask for forgiveness from that person. And I think those are the most difficult situations for me because you're, introducing an element that they didn't even consider. They, they hadn't even considered that the thing that you were doing was sin, but you're kind of bringing that up in order to ask for forgiveness. And I found that that, to your point, Max, that is, that's, those are the moments when I think most that the relationship might be at risk or that there's, there's a risk of some of the dynamic kind of changing in that. But through that, I don't think I've ever asked for forgiveness from somebody and our relationship got worse on the other side. Has that happened to you guys? I don't think so, no. Uh, unless it was something really, really bad that I did and the person didn't know about it. And then by the process of asking for forgiveness, it, was, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This might be a story you need to unpack later. <laughs> <laughs> there are times where it definitely takes time for them mm. to forgive where they're like, hey, yeah. like, I don't know if I can quite yet get to that point. But yeah. even still in those times, like it doesn't hurt the relationship at all. Yeah. And that's understandable. Because now let's go into that side of things. If you were the one who is forgiving, what are some of the difficulties there that you guys have run into in the past? Yeah, so actually, I, I this is the part of the question that I really wanted to speak into because I am currently uh, struggling with this. Mm-hmm. And that's when you have someone in your life that you have something against, they're doing something that bothers you. And let's just say due to circumstances or whatever, it might not be the most prevalent thing to 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 directly talk about that with that person. Um, and in your heart, 
they haven't so this is this would be a situation where they haven't asked for forgiveness but even if it is a, a situation where they do ask for forgiveness yeah in your heart you want to forgive them right and so let's say you get to the point where you where you do forgive them but then the next interaction comes and they do the same thing hmm. well now you've opened up the same wound right yeah. you might have stitched it up previously with with your original forgiveness but now they've opened it up and so this is an area where i would say that sometimes and this i would say this may be the more difficult times we have to emulate what the lord has to do with us and what jesus's ultimate sacrifice on the cross does with us daily and that's when when paul says or um when yeah when paul says that he wants to die daily for the lord to his sin nature i almost think that sometimes we have to to continually remind ourselves to forgive daily when it comes to other people especially people that we're maybe in in a struggle with and we're trying to forgive them and it might be a type of behavior that they can't just come to you and ask for forgiveness and change right away yeah it might be deeper than that and so that's something that i've been kind of working through recently is okay how do you continually forgive somebody um and bring your heart to a place of humility before the lord and say lord i don't want this i don't want to hold this over somebody's head i don't want this spite i don't want this whatever it is i want to continually release it to the feet of jesus and continually forgive and us uh off of that to jump into a person asking for forgiveness the the word the bible specifically uses in a lot of cases is actually repentance which is there's a added element to asking for forgiveness which is turning and the actual word repent means to turn 180 Hmm. and that means that the the power of you asking for forgiveness loses all of its merit if you ask for forgiveness and then go do the exact same thing again and this is something that in our christian lives is very difficult right especially if we're addicted to something whether it is it could be pornography it could be alcohol it could be sexual things it could be um i don't know pride whatever it might be that you're addicted to it's it's this is something that we often struggle with where we go to the lord for forgiveness but then we fail again and then we feel terrible about the fact that we're not bringing in full repentance because we're not turning from our sins although the lord often has redemptive um redemptive pathways that might take time for us to go through so as somebody asking for forgiveness though i do want to say though that for you to really mean you're you're asking for forgiveness from somebody there has to be some kind of effort to change whatever the original incident was that caused you to ask for forgiveness in the first place we have to put emphasis on that and i know that that when it comes to our relationship with the lord that everything is based off faith so that we you know our, our faith is not based off our work so that no man can boast in ephesians but at the same time we are called to to bear fruit and we are told in james that faith without works is dead and so we want to make sure that we have emphasis on this turning 180 from whatever it is that we did part of forgiveness and repentance yeah i think one of the tricky things too is continuing to love them like christ would because you can you know especially if it was a very difficult thing and you know some sometimes you know forgiveness is easy and you can be like oh yeah like i get it that's fine then you look at other, you know, quote unquote, bigger sins that they've committed against you and getting to a point where it's like, okay, like 
we're good now. We can we can talk. I can share things with you. And you may not always get to that point, but I think just being able to have um just to be able to see them in good light um that can also be something tough too. Um I can just think of a time in my own life where someone sinned against me and this was years ago and asked for forgiveness and I really wrestled with but every time I see them like there's still that frustration whenever I see them um so how do you work between that and that's a question that I can ask you guys but you know ask God I'll answer too but ask ask God for help in forgiving others um we're supposed to forgive as Christ has forgiven us. Amen. And so we use him to help us get through it because we're not perfect. We don't get to a point where it's like, Oh, you know, anytime sins, someone sins against me, like it's not a big deal. I still love them a hundred percent. Like that's not going to happen. There's still going to be a little bit of terror. Um, when you sin against someone, yeah. um, but as you patch it up, like you need to ask for Christ to help you in that. Yeah. And so I'd like to turn the conversation to that. When we talk about forgiving people in our lives, people who have wronged us, that's a, a word that gets thrown around a lot, but I think it'd be beneficial to d- define it. What exactly is it that we're doing when we're forgiving somebody? I mean, I think you're just saying, in essence, you're saying that I want our relationship to be greater than me i guess holding this over you or me like our love is greater than whatever this conflict is whatever this wrong that you've done against me and so ultimately i think forgiveness is an act of love that you care for someone um because you're letting that relationship continue rather than breaking it off completely because somebody wronged you and so i think it's an act of love Yeah, I think it really plays into what Max just touched on. And that's when somebody's wronged you, they've put a, uh, I don't know, like a wrench or spike in the relationship. There's something there now that is is causing the relationship to be damaged. And this is the same thing with us in our relationship with God, right? Until Jesus comes in and cleanses of our sin, we have a broken relationship with the Lord because of our sin. And that can only be healed through the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. And then the same in our relationships with with people. When somebody's done something against you or you've done something against them, there is now a brokenness in the relationship. There's something missing. And the only way to in my the only way that I know of for that to be mended is through the process of, of forgiveness and the process of forgiving somebody else. And I think people know this, and I think Max and Christian can speak in this too, that if you if someone comes and asks for forgiveness from you, it's it's a two-sided thing, right? They have to ask and you have to give. We have to freely give the forgiveness. And that also means that whatever it is that we're holding against them, whatever grudge that we have, we have to let that go. You can't just say, oh, I forgive you, and then walk away and, and still hold against that person what they did. Psalm 103 talks about this so beautifully, um, where it says, as far as the east is from the west, so far does the Lord remove our transgressions from us. 
Do you guys know how far the east is from the west is? Pretty far. Yeah, there's a little word called infinity. Pretty freaking. <laughs> it's it's pretty far. Yeah. That's what God does for us with our transgressions, with our iniquities, with our sins against him. And obviously we're supposed to be models of Christ in our own lives. So we should be doing the same thing with other people. When when somebody comes and asks us for forgiveness, we really have to do our due diligence, check our heart, spend time with the Lord in prayer to really make sure that we're rooting out any grudges or spite that we have against that person and ultimately giving that away when we grant forgiveness. And oftentimes, and just like we talked about earlier, that process, that leads to more communication in the relationship, a deeper connection in the relationship, more yeah. honesty, more vulnerability, which is so vital and so important in our relationships that we're honest and vulnerable with people because that encourages them to be honest and vulnerable with us. And that just breeds an environment and a culture of getting real with people. I can't speak into how important it is for us to be genuine. We need to be genuine. Christ was always genuine with who he was. And and we need to do the same with with about who Jesus is to us and why he's so important to us and what he's done for us. And then ultimately who he's called us to be in the identity that we have in Christ. We need to live in that genuine. When, when we go out and we deny God or we deny whatever, if we act like Peter, and I know this happens and I, I don't want to call anybody out because I've done this where you get in a situation and, and church comes up and you're like, oh, uh, I don't want to talk about church because people might think, you know, I'm, I'm one of those Christians or whatever, and it, which I am. <laughs> Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Yeah. We cannot be ashamed of the gospel which is in us because it's the good news. Jesus said that, that he did not come to bring peace on the earth but a sword. And I know that's kind of harsh. And at the same time, he did kind of bring peace on earth because anyway. But <laughs> but the the what it is 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 we're not called to, to, to just be nice to people and be liked by people. We're called to make disciples. And we're called to live according to the, the obedience that Jesus calls us to. And a huge part of that is forgiveness. It is. And I, yeah, I want to echo what you said at the end there, because if you are not living transparent relationships with the brothers and sisters around you, if you're not being open about your sin and open about your struggles, if you have nobody in your life who knows your, your deepest, you know, innermost thoughts, <clears throat> then they're not going to be able to hold you accountable to those things. You're going to have no safeguards in your life preventing you from getting closer to sin. The more your brothers and sisters know you, the more they'll be able to hold you back when you get close to the cliff. The less they know you, the more they'll have no idea how close you're getting to the cliff and, and you might walk off the edge without realizing it. So find community in your life. Find people who are willing to forgive you because that's a sign of a true friend, right? If you wrong a true friend, somebody who loves you as Christ would, and you, you ask for forgiveness, they're going to offer that forgiveness. They're going to offer it 70 times, seven times. And so you can continue coming back to that friend knowing the longer I hang out with this person, the more I'm going to sin against them because I'm a sinner. I'm somebody who is who acts against God's commands for my life. But this is somebody who is willing to love me as Christ did to the best of their ability and to forgive me when I sin against them. So find those friends in your life and be those friends in other people's lives as well. So I feel like we're just getting started with this conversation. It's been an awesome conversation, guys. Uh, forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. It's it's such an important thing in the Christian life because sin is such a prevalent problem in our world and Christians have this way to deal with it that's been given to us by Christ. 
that we can deal with sin with forgiveness. And then we can have relationships, not relationships that are free from sin, but relationships that have a way to deal with sin, which the world doesn't really have. You know, many worldly relationships end up getting broken or torn or, or tattered because of sin. They don't have this, this mechanism that, that's been given to them by the creator, a way that both people come in and sacrifice a little bit in order to, to mend the relationship from, from either side. So forgiveness is amazing. We thank you guys so much for coming in and listening to this episode because we want to build a community of godly men and women, teenagers and young adults who love the Lord and who want to love each other well. So if you have any questions, any podcast topic recommendations, please email us at Christian, Max, or Jonathan at livingvictorypodcast.com. You can also reach us at questions at livingvictorypodcast.com. And then you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at livingvictorypodcast. We love you guys. We thank you guys so much for coming back and listening to this week's episode. We will see you next week. And as always, love each other and shine your light.